Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. What's swinging, nation? I'm Fred Moore. This is the Steel Mace Nation podcast. And today, my guest is Andrew Emsley. Yeah. Andrew Emsley, sorry. Uh, Sleepy Monkey Man it's on right, Instagram. Yeah. So everybody knows me as Sleepy Monkey. That's yeah. the funny thing about it, you know? Yeah. We've, we've, we've kind of uh, transformed ourselves into these like superhero kind of characters with our names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, hey, uh, who are you going to have on the podcast next? Well, I'm going to have Sleepy Monkey Man. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow, that's awesome. Who's that? That sounds crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to see the next episode. So I'm excited to be here, man. I'm yeah. really excited to be here to meet you. It's an honor. It's an Thanks. honor to be here. Uh, man, you bring so much uh, enthusiasm and spirit into this community and the way you just are encouraging us all to come together and be community it's a beautiful thing dude yeah I, I you know that's what I was hoping for just to try to bring us all together yeah. especially now at this time because sooner or later this steel mace thing is probably gonna hit the stratosphere like you've never seen it before mm -hmm. I don't want everybody right now to get lost in the sauce in the fray. Yeah. yeah let's get let's get you guys on the show let's get you documented um there's other podcasts out there steel steel mace warrior you she's know great she's great she's um you know getting everybody on too so i mean we're we're climbing yeah right we're climbing yeah. and it's a great that you're a steel mace coach and uh you know you have the sleepy monkey training academy mm -hmm. you're in pennsylvania mm -hmm. and pa love PA Love. Born and raised. Yeah, nice. So, you know, it's good to have you. First of all, you drove two and a half hours to get to get here to do this live uh, in person, actually, I should say. How awesome is that? So thank you. It's cool, man. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you I'm glad you came. We're gonna be doing some some flow later. When we get out of here, we're gonna head over to Critical Mass and meet up be. with Ken. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna get it on. And we're gonna have your mangoes here too. Yes. So yeah, it's awesome to uh, talk to coaches and hear their take uh, in their little part of the world where they're operating. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I'd like to ask everybody for a little bit of advice. I'm forever a student, you know, so Amen. as a as a fellow coach, what, what, and, you know, everybody listening out there, what can yeah. you help us with as far as bridging the gap with this new modality and, and, and you know, quote, unquote, selling it to the potential client? To the people. Yeah. You know, I got to admit, it's been it's been easy for me, um, and I think it's because my approach with the mace is a little bit different in the sense that I'm just trying to have fun, man. Yeah. I know I keep backing away from this mic, my electromagnetic field. <laughs> but uh, you know, I didn't get involved in the mace through fitness, um, and I didn't get involved with it through a coach, or um, it wasn't introduced to me. Um, it found me and I had zero intentions of teaching it to anybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just a guy uh, trying to work on my own self-betterment and my own self-healing, uh, work with the issues that I deal with in my backyard. And I, I've been training in Chen Tai Chi for some time with okay. my teacher. Um, and he had taught me some absolutely incredible mobility exercises that really changed my life. And so I just opened up because I do these every day and I had some extra time. So I just said, hey, you know what, everybody on Saturday mornings from this this time to this time, from 10 to 11, I'm going to be in my backyard doing these mobility exercises. 
If you want to learn some mobility exercises, just come join me, right? There's no charge. I'm out there anyway. Just right. come hang out and uh, let's get mobile, yeah. right? And so people started showing up. And you know, it wasn't a ton of people, three. I had three, three people coming out. And they would show up and see me playing with the mace. Yeah. And then one day, one of them says, man, I really want to learn how to do that. And I said, all right, well, here. And I put it in her hands. Three women, by the way. And the other two, they see it too. And they're like, I want to hold it, right? And they pick it up. And oh my gosh, I always remember, uh, this just stands out in my mind, the, the one woman, she, she picks up the mace. And I think I put a seven pound in her hands. And she goes, oh, I feel so empowered. Yeah. Just right like that. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, they asked me if I, they, if I could teach them how to, how to do it. And I said, well, I, I could, but I'd have to take off some work. Uh, I'm a massage therapist, a corrective massage therapist. Um, and that's what I spend the majority of my time doing. Right. Um, and I said, so I'll have to take some time out of the office to teach you. I'm going to have to charge you. And they said, okay. And the mace class was born. That was it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And, um, you know, we moved through the winter. I had had zero certifications. Um, I, t I just recently discovered all of y'all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe a, a year ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not very internet savvy. I'm not very social media savvy. It's a, kind of a new endeavor for me. So uh, I wasn't even on Instagram. Uh, I got on Instagram for other purposes, and then I made this one video. I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but I, I put the ha hashtags. My buddy's telling me about hashtags. I'm yeah. And still yeah. mace. And still <laughs> mace full of pops up. I'm like, oh, I do that. And I click it. And then I click the hashtag. And it's like, wow. Right? So that's how I discovered it. But I was already teaching before then. Oh, that's it was, cool. It was just because I put a mace in someone's hands. Yeah, right. They saw it. And admittedly, you know, I, I get... Kind of, we all like to be flashy, right? Yeah. When we're mason, when right. we're flowing, because it's fun. We're expressing ourselves. Right. But at the time, I was s keeping it a little more reserved, and so it was a little more approachable. And so they saw what I was doing. It looked beautiful, uh, but it also it was intriguing, but it, it it wasn't intimidating. Right. And so I put a mace in their hands, and that was it. I and. I didn't even have extra maces. So I said, y'all kind of have to get your own maces. They all went home that day and bought maces. Went on Amazon, right? On it. They yeah. all went. To, I sent them the link. I texted yeah. them the link. And they all went on that day yeah. and ordered their mace. And uh, now I have 12 students. Um, I, on any given day, anywhere between two and eight of them can show up. That's great. You know, but I work with 12 people. And most of the people I work with have some sort of ailment or uh, challenge right. right in their life. And that's yeah. kind of what brings us all together. Um, but man, I just, I really love the mace. And I think that when people see how much the mace has done, or working with the mace, right, has done for other people, and they say, oh, you know what? It, that that dude he's got psoriatic arthritis he's got all these challenges he's got gastroparesis and he's doing this yeah. maybe i can do that too man when i got a mace i weighed like 110 pounds i was emaciated bro yeah i ordered that 10 pound mace because i was listening to joe rogan and i was like what the heck is on it okay yeah i, I go to the website and there's just this picture of Isik, yeah. you know looking like a badass and i just clicked it because i was like what is that 
I ordered it right away. I was like, that's cheaper than an eighth of weed. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and you had no idea what it was. No idea. You just you just saw him holding and you said, I'm getting it. Yes. Yeah, he was holding it. John, in, a, le a little leap of faith there. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It just it was an, an instantaneous thing. It, it, I saw it and I just, I, I can, can be impulsive like that, you know? Sorry. And I like it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm do. I just ordered it, and I always remember the day it came in the mail. And I opened up the box and I pulled it out. I said, Oh shit, what have I done? Yeah. What do I do now? <laughs> I got no idea. This was way heavier than I anticipated, and this was the ten pound. Yeah. But uh, man, I worked with that fucker every day from the beginning, because it just there was something different about it. Yeah. Right. And. Um, you know, Mr. Mace Man, Rick Brown, yep. he talks a lot about his passion and his love of the mace. And man, that is why uh, people feel his gravity, right? And they get pulled to the mace through his love of the mace. And so when it comes to getting new clients, there's no secret. There's no special trick. It's you. How much do you love what you're doing? Yeah. How much do we care about pointing uh, others in the direction of clean water? And that's all we're doing, right? Because as coaches, it's not about us, right? It's not about us even a little bit. We already, we already have what's about us. We have the mace. That's what's about us, right? So now at this point, now that our cup is being full of that clean water, right, as we're, we're studying the mace and it's leading us into other territories philosophically, spiritually, right, relationally yep. in our lives, yep. because working with the mace is relationship, and we'll talk about that. And that's what separates it big time from working even with dumbbells, right? Or on a bench, right? Because the mace is going to hit you back. The mace will argue with you, right? It's yeah. going to disagree with you sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, you're, and if, if you don't learn to yield when to yield and to guide when to guide, then the mace just says, boom. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> We've all gotten the mace kiss. Uh, and that doesn't go away either. The better you get, just the more bold you become and the risks that you take, and mm -hmm. you still get kissed by the mace. Yep. Yeah. Because you're always pushing the edge. That's right. We're always pushing it. Right. But we got to remember that when we're sharing it with other people, yeah, that we have to dial it back and share with them where we started, where we, where we began. And I'll tell you... Uh, when I was, I, I, I went to Leo's level one certification at Solace in New York. When was that? Uh, uh, that, was, that was in February of this year. <laughs> okay. And I'll tell you what, I, at the time, I was incredibly excited to be there, mm -hmm. but I, I didn't really comprehend the power that was in that room that day because I was in that room, not only with Leo, but also with Serena. I was there with Zach Yannick, right? Frank and wow. Lex, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam Nathan Fleury was there. Brandon Baum, Meat Baum, was there. Uh -huh. Jamie Pinto was there, right? All these, and I'm leaving a bunch of names out too. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm forgetting uh, Charles' last name. Forgive me, Charles. Uh, he's with oh, Jamie at. With Philly, Philly Maestrian. Yeah, yeah, Philly Maestrian. Yeah. He was there. I mean, it was just this. I'm I'm surrounded by greatness in this room. Yeah, it's and incredible. You, you're just walking in, and you don't I'm just even walking. Look. Yeah, it's just some dudes. Yeah, and, and a girl. Yeah, well, I mean, I walked in. Yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw Leo. I saw Serena. I saw Frankenlegs. And, and man, this is the community. I walk in, Frankenlegs, boom, eye to eye. He walks right over to me, and we 
give each other a big bro hug. Yeah. Because, again, this whole weird phenomena right. where we know each other are kind of already through this social media platform. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this experience has totally uh, changed the way I feel and think about social media. Yes, I agree. Yes, this, I was almost yes. uh, like ready to just chuck the phone. Absolutely. And, like, this is bullshit. Most of it is. And yes, but there's always a diamond in the rough somewhere. My man. And this is it. It's a tool. Yeah. You know? It's a tool, and if you use it right, it'll it'll do right. That's right. Yeah, you could use a tool wrong. That's right. We can use this mace to go s smash apart someone's head, right? Or we can use this mace to praise God. Right. Right? Like, yeah. It's, we can use this mace to dance. We can use this mace to train. We can use this mace just to fuck around, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. Um, so I know I went on a little tangent there, but kind of bringing it back to how do we develop clientele? Right. Man, we just fall in love with what we do. We be open and bold in the, in we, when we share it, right? And we share it with people who, when they, and, and however they come across our lives, you know, when they show some sort of, uh, you know, an area in their life where you see, and this is where, where we come in as coaches, when you see, you know what, this is something that could really benefit them. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not about everybody doing the mace. Nobody, not everybody doesn't need to do the mace, right? No. Right. It's like there's different strokes for different folks, you know, and it's great to cross train, right? But uh, the mace isn't going to speak to everybody. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. But if you, if you, you know, we come across torque athletes, right? Mm -hmm. We come across people with shoulder issues, people with back issues, people with hip issues, and this is why the mace is so inclusive, mm -hmm. right? People with core issues, right? It's like, well, you know what? You can do this. And you might not be able to get on a bench and go hard. Right. That's all right. Here's a seven-pound mace. Here's ballistic curls, right? Yep. I love Leo's focus on torque. Leo really focuses on twerking down on that mace. Yeah. And Isak does too. Uh, Leo really focuses on twerking down on that mace. And I'll tell you, you know, the when we get scientific about it, that really is where the mace the, shines. The isometrics. Torque. Yeah. Torque, right? Yeah. You know, horsepower. That's great. It's good to be powerful. Right. Right? But how, how effectively, how efficiently does that power transfer to the wheels? Right. You know, how quick are we getting off the line? Right. Right. Yes. And so what's beautiful with the mace is the mace allows us to learn how to, through torque, generate force without a ton of space. And that's big. We always think about needing space yeah. to generate winding force. Winding it up, winding it up, yeah. going way out. Yeah. But, but no, you only have no. a few inches here. That's right. Yeah. Right. And so now we're getting in touch with our body's myofascial ability to generate torque. And that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. And so, you know, when we just lay it out there, come across people, talk to them about it, they show interest, boom. Here's my Instagram. Check it out. Here, go check out Leo Savage. Go sec check out Isak Milan. Yeah. Yo, check out this guy, Rick Brown. Right. Yeah. You know? And uh, the next thing you know, people are hitting you up. They're sliding into your DMs, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really, really, truly think that it's important that for us as coaches to consistently come back to our center, which is what the MACE teaches us anyway, right? In that this isn't about it. The MACE and working with the MACE is about us. But then sharing the MACE is about other people. 
and it's not about us. It's not about how cool on Instagram we are. It's not about, right, even how great our branding is. Right. Even though that stuff is fun. And so by all means, do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but remember that that's all secondary. You know, that comes with, the, that's like the icing, you know? Um, there's a, a passage in the Bible. I love to talk about the Bible because um, it's not popular. Oh, okay. <laughs> you That's know what I mean? Yeah, a little, and, a little rebellion there. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting, man. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when we're living in, a, living in a world today that to be rebellious, you got to be loving. Yeah. What's happened? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right? To be loving, yeah. to seek wisdom in this life, is rebellion now that's rebellion against what the world's trying to sell us right and i talk to my students all the time about hey guys we're not doing this to look cool that's why we take pictures once in a while okay but we're not doing this to look good we're not doing this to lose weight we're not doing this even to get stronger that stuff is going to happen okay but we're doing this to get in touch with who we are as a physical and spiritual being one and the same Right? There is no separation. Right. And what's beautiful about the mace is the mace comes directly from not only a physical place, but a very metaphysical place in our mythology. You know, when you look back in every, um, well, first off, we have Hindu mythology, right? Yep. Uh, where Hanuman is actually the god of the mace, right? A lot of the Hindu gods swing maces, yeah. carry around maces. But then you look at even just uh, medieval art. And you'll notice that a lot of kings and queens carry maces, royal maces. Yes. Right? Even in the tarot deck, right? You look at the uh, the emperor card in the tarot deck. He's holding a mace. What's that about? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something deeply rooted in our genetic memory involving the mace. Is it because it could be possibly the third oldest weapon on the planet? The third oldest tool? Followed only by a rock and a hammer? Right, right. Because a hammer is just a rock on the end of a stick, and a mace is just a, a rock on the end of a longer stick. Right. Yeah. It's right? it's the it's the better version of the three. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, but in the Bible, this is the pre-workout sending me on tangents. That's when I make all my best videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's what I'm talking about. And don't worry, we got time. I booked extra time for Beautiful. us. So go ahead. Let it fly, man. Um. You know, so and, and and I'm terrible with actually giving citations on the verses and the books that they're in. I've been hitting the head a lot. Um, in fact, my last serious concussion was the one uh, that caused me to develop this weird condition called gastroparesis, where my stomach muscles are actually paralyzed. Oh. That's how I lost 80 pounds. Okay. That's how I went from being 180 pounds, but admittedly of just like a formless under 180 pounds, to uh, 100 pounds of skin and bone. And then so this has been a long process for me. Um, finding my way back to health um, with the challenges. Yeah. So um, you, is it um, is the illness? Does that affect how you digest food? Oh, and, big time. Okay. Oh yeah. I was on a liquid diet for years. Oh boy. Um, right. This happened. I, I had the accident in May 2010. Um, I got real sick over that summer, uh, and then come that fall, I was going to GI doctors, and they eventually sent me to Temple University. Uh, where I was officially uh, re-diagnosed again with this condition, which they thought that I might have. Um, They don't really know why. They think it's related to my head injuries. Um, They wanted to put a pacemaker in my belly. 
and have me on disability the rest of my life. I was 24 years old, man. Um, and I, I, I had to move back in with, uh, with my mom in this little tiny room because I was spending my rent on weed because uh, the medications they had me on were fucking terrible. One of them they took me off real quick because it broke through the blood-brain barrier. It's a medication called Reglan. and was giving me Parkinsonian-like symptoms. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, meanwhile, I'm telling them, yo, guys, you know, I kind of feel better when I smoke weed, and they don't want to hear it. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. In fact, they then prescribed me um, Marinol, which is a synthetic form of THC that they were prescribing to cancer and AIDS patients. Here's the thing about Marinol. You you can overdose on Marinol, uh, and Marinol actually gives you stomach cramps, and it can take up to two months for your body to adjust yeah. to the Marinol. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous, How ridiculous man. can yeah. we get here? Is it derived um, from? It's they take it from the plant. No, and they, no, no, they synthesize it. That's okay. right. Yeah, all right. Um, that so, explains it. So yeah, I've been hitting the head a lot. That was my ninth big concussion. Um, I started getting them when I was in fourth grade. Mm. I don't lived that active, but. Uh, a uh, clumsy lifestyle. Um, Falling out of trees. And, yeah, yeah, man. Rough housing, yeah. you know, skateboarding, um, just being dumb. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but so, yeah, so needless to say, I have a hard time remembering some things. But the Bible verse about uh, that I want to talk about real quick, because I do think it's relevant to our coaching, is um, where Jesus is talking about a parable. And he's talking about uh, this, uh, this idea of a mustard seed. Okay. Now, a mustard bush is a beautiful bush, right? It grows, and it's very wide. That's the cool thing about a mustard bush. It's very wide, and actually in the bush itself, uh, a lot of critters like to make their home. Okay, Birds nest, uh, and a mustard seed is this tiny, tiny, tiny little thing of a seed, right? And the verse says something along the lines of, you know, in order to move mountains— all you need is a mustard seed of faith, right? Faith the size of a mustard seed, right? And that's beautiful because first off, it, it, it indicates that we don't need a whole lot of faith, right, to actually move the mountain. He didn't say we need faith the size of a mustard bush. Right? He said we need faith the size of a mustard seed, all right? So just a little bit of seed. Plant that shit in the ground, right? And water it and watch what happens. Eventually your bush grows and it grows wide, right? And, and as you're keeping your your tree nurtured and healthy because you're getting good water, you're in good soil, right? You're getting good sunlight. Yeah. So you're growing like a healthy bush. And now critters are making their home in your tree, right? In your bush. Little things are finding shade underneath your bush. Well, right? ecosystem is That's right. Yeah. Your mustard seed has grown into a bush that is now providing something for others, right? At really no doing of your own. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to talk about the water glass, and I think this is a just a, because none of us walk around looking at mustard bushes. Uh, for me, this is just an, an analogy that popped into my head that seemed to make a, a little more sense. Bring it home a little bit. It's like we can we are glasses full of shit, right? <laughs> just full of crap and dirty water. And sometimes that shit's been sitting so long that it's all sunk to the bottom, right? And now there's cleanish water kind of hanging out the top. So it looks clean, but it's not, right. right? But here's what happens. You take that glass and you put it under a spigot and you turn 
turn it on, and now you got good, clean water pumping into that glass. Well, first what happens is it kicks up all that junk on the bottom, and it all gets all cloudy and comes to the surface. But then, as long as you stay there, you stay the course, you keep the faith, right? Keep the faith. Keep your cup there, even though now you look dirtier than you did before, but it was an illusion, right? It wasn't true. It wasn't real. You still had just as much shit. You just couldn't see it because you were burying it, right? So now you got it under that glass, and it's kicking it all up. Well, now, as long as you stay the course and you keep it there, that clean water is going to push all that dirt, all that shit out of that glass. You don't got to do anything. You just got to stay there. Just stay there. You don't got to do anything. Right? You just gotta stay there. And it pushes it all out. And then it's all out. But then guess what? If we still stay there, even though now we're full of clean water, we could take that water and walk away. Good. Good for us. Cool. We're full of clean water. Beautiful. All right. Good for you. All right. But now, guess what? Now, if we still stay the course, and now we still keep ourselves under that spigot, well, now that clean water is still pushing more clean water out of us. And so now instead of dirty water emanating from us, that's right. We and got giving it to everybody else. Boom. Boom. And we're watering everything else around us. Yeah. Right? And it's not our water. It's just the water from the spigot. But because we're staying focused, we're keeping the faith, we're staying on the path, it's doing its own thing. That's, it's doing its job. That's an amazing analogy. You, you, you will have a high water bill at the, <laughs> yes, at the end will. of the month. But it's, it's costly. Worth it. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, man, you bring up such a beautiful point there. There's nothing we do that doesn't come with a price, yep. right? Everything requires sacrifice. And I'll tell you, I think that's one of the reasons my heart really, um, I'll tell you what, man, I'm just so inspired every day by men and women who live their lives, right? Dedicating their lives to making other people's lives better. Right, whether that be our service men and women, mm -hmm. right, our military men and women, right, police officers, firefighters. My grandfather was a firefighter, Fred. Okay, uh, he was a firefighter in Norristown. Uh, he died unfortunately when my mom was pretty young, but they had a huge parade for him. He, did he die fighting fire? No, he I had just... um, he had kidney issues. Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, Norristown, they had they took care of. Him. They really yeah. did, man. They um. They had this whole uh, George Emsley kidney fund to raise money for his dialysis all throughout the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, the city held a huge memorial parade when he passed. Um, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Uh, my mom, she's a tenacious one. She's a nurse, right? And so uh, and she has Lyme disease. She's had Lyme disease uh, since I was like, I think she contracted like 1989 or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, and she has continues to live her life to this day, right, serving other people. My grandmother was a nurse. Um, so it's just it's amazing to watch people struggle with their own lives, right? And, and we could all be going out and making a million bucks. It's not that hard. It's really not to go and be a, a jackass because the world loves jackasses. And if you're if you're the type of jackass the world loves, they will pay you for oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They'll give you a lot of money for <laughs> There's it. There's a right? few jackass movies out there, exactly. right? Exactly, <laughs> love them. <laughs> they, they know, I'm no different. Um, I love a good jackass. You know, fuck, we got to be entertained somehow. Hell yeah. You know, but um, but how how much more can we do, right? for this place and then, you know Jesus talks about being in the world but not of the world right he doesn't say run away from the world isn't so go
go hide from the world. He also doesn't say, like, you know, just go dive in and, you know, let yourself be saturated by it. Now, be in the world, but not of the world, right? What can we do to make this place better? Mm-hmm. How can, when we leave, because we're leaving, we're all leaving, right? Yeah. So when we leave, how are we leaving our mark? And not in an egotistical way, right? right. So that people remember us, right? Who cares? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we're dead. Well, I don't need to be remembered when I'm dead. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, but how will the world take the seeds that we planted? How will then they grow into a garden to nurture future generations to come? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what you're doing with the podcast, right? You're capturing this moment in time where what has been going on for thousands of years. Yeah thousands of years absolutely uh has now caught on in us you know to us westerners in the past 10 years and you know we got to be the we we got to make everything original to us oh yeah <laughs> and it's and that, hey, that's a cool thing too that we do like to do that mm-hmm. right it's like okay yeah look at that old thing well how can i take this and like make it new right right let's make it out of metal yeah <laughs> um and so now we've got this seeming what seems like a new movement but it's really a continuation of a very old movement happening here right and this is just the beginning yeah this is the snowball and all of us spread across the country we're all doing our part to push that ball down the mountain yes and once it gets going it's going to generate its own momentum we're not going to have to do shit that's what i'm saying we don't need to do too much when it comes to like trying to figure out clientele come up with a nice name that's inviting to people not, you know, for me, it was, I realized that, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people trying to be warriors. And there's a lot of people offering them opportunities to be warriors. But guess what? Maybe not everybody resonates with trying to be a warrior. Maybe some of us want to play, right? Maybe some of us want to remember what it was like to be in fifth grade and still have recess, right? And, um, and so just... Be your, your best self as a coach. Maintain your own self-care practices. Truly kill your ego. And if you say you're going to kill your ego, kill your ego. Remember that even, even Buddha talks about enlightenment's not something you do once. You sweep the floor, great, it's clean. All right, well, guess what? A couple days later, it's fucking dirty again. You still got to take out your broom and sweep that shit, yep. you know? Yep. So it's a continuous process. And, and if we focus on just simply our mission of staying healthy for ourselves so that we can be the best us for everyone else around us, right? And we stay focused on, you know, okay, I'm just doing this and I'm trusting that I'm doing the right thing. And if I'm doing the right thing, then when the, the teacher is ready, the students appear. Right. In the same way that when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. Right. Right. So, you know, the, the Taoists talk a lot about tracks in the mud. You know, drive your cart in the tracks. Right. You don't got to do as much work. Right. Yeah. If you stay yeah. on the tracks, then when you're going down the hill, you're gonna just going to stay on the path. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't got to do too much. Trust. Trust in the way. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what the, the, what the word Tao translates to is is way right just trust in the way right trust in the path but that requires a lot of faith yes and that's something right. that's lacking in yeah. our world today people will often uh second guess themselves every step along the way yeah because 
they are sometimes looking at illusions, mm-hmm. right? They're they're tricking themselves, thinking, "Well, wait a minute, this is the path I chose, but look at that over there." Yes, and it's a glimmer over here. Yeah, and they keep looking, and they they fall off the path. Yeah, but this path doesn't lead toward that glimmer. That's right, because this path is longer. That's right. There might be glimmer over there, way That's more right. glimmer though. Yeah, but do you trust it? Yes, it's big, big step. It is yeah. right. I I like to think of it like this: we're on a boat, right? And we've got our trajectory. We want to. We know we're trying to cross this channel and get to the other shore, right? For whatever reason. And for all of us, that shore is a little different, right? Think of it as uh, our whatever for each one of us individually like what our ultimate goal in life is okay well it's let's say it's a straight line well along that line before we get there there's going to be all of these buoys or islands that look real attractive Mm -hmm. right there's going to be hot girls right i'm you know sirens and and, yeah and and and, you know admittedly for girls there'll be hot guys right yeah i gotta make sure i'm gender neutral in 2019 (laughs) But, um, but, you know, as a guy, I, I talk a lot about, you know, because I just interpret the world generally as a man. So I, I tend to use those kind of analogies, you know. So, like, there's going to be hot girls. Yeah. There's going to be cool cars, right? There's going to be money, right? And we, along that path, we can turn our boat to any one of those islands, any one of those buoys, and you'll get it. If, if you go after it, whatever, whatever it is, you'll get it, right? but you might not get then the rest of it, right? And you'll, if you get there, and just like you said, the sirens, like in Homer's Odyssey, yeah. right? You're never going to reach your destination, right? But here's the interesting thing. Wake. Gravity. You know, for any one of us who have, have any little bit experience in water, we've all experienced wake, right? Yep. And so as you continue on your path, if you stay nice, straight, focused, and strong, you're going to create a powerful wake. Powerful wake, right? right? And what happens with wake? Things get pulled into it. Yes. So as right. we stay straight towards our goal, money, beautiful women, cars, none of that stuff means anything anyway, but shit, man, that'll get pulled into your wake, yeah. right? All that will get pulled right along with you, and guess what? You're not chasing it. In fact, it's following you. It's chasing you now. And, and you don't even realize it until you reach your destination because that's when all of a sudden you reach your spot, so you stop. And then, boom. <laughs> all that comes up behind right you. Right up yeah. behind you, right? But if at any point in time you stop along your way and you turn around to look at it, guess what? It's going to come and it's going to go right past you. And you're going to lose it all. So, shit, man. That's it. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's it. So you got to keep your eye on on what the prize, the you prize, know, the, the real cliche. prize. Yeah, yeah, the real prize. Yeah. And that's where it gets hinky, right? Yes. Right. Because what is the, the real, real prize? prize. Exactly. What is it? What are yeah. we actually trying to do? And you know what? Like I, I I'm not here on this this planet to to judge anybody for what they what they seek in life. Right. We all have desires. We all have things that we seek. Right. And. Um, we all uh, there's an old saying that uh, any fool that persists in, in their folly will eventually become wise yes, right right <laughs> and uh so you know it's not really uh my place to tell anybody where they're 
their price should be or what their price should be, right? I can only share kind of what I have experienced in my life and how that has directed my ship and the direction that I'm going and that I'm heading um, and why, you know? And there will be people out there that resonate with that, and there will be people who won't. And that's it, you know? Nice. It's like we don't have to try to do much. Yeah. We just have to do whatever it is we're doing the best we can. I love it. That the is an awesome message. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's refreshing to hear. Yeah. You know? I mean, we we hear a lot of complicated messages out there. Yes, but, we do, man. And it's like you need a you need um a coach just to help you like a life coach just to help you make these decisions and handle all these complicated matters. Yeah. When you say it the way you're saying it, you're boiling it all down to really just that human instance right there where you're just focused on betterment in a positive way yeah absolutely that's it that's it man and and who doesn't want to be better and it's not hard to do it's it's not it's it's not (laughs) it's not you know and uh there's a lot of people out there in this life and this is this is the lie of the world fred this is the illusion right even every spiritual great teacher that we've had even up until recent times make no mistake people god is always speaking god never stopped speaking right it says in um uh john verse one chapter one verse one right in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and all things that came to be came through the word well a lot of people have this weird conception that you know it's a closed book now right and and there's all these books there's all these books out there. You can read a lot of books, you know, from a lot of places in the world. They're all trying to figure out, you know, what this is, right? But I love that verse because that verse in and of itself, man, we're all here. That means that it, 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 this is reality in, in word. We speak reality. We speak our own reality, right? That verse tells me that God speaks reality, whatever God is, Right? And if we're here existing right now, then it's still happening, still talking, right? There's still words coming out. We are the living book. People talk about the book, the gospel, whatever, you know, the Mahabharata, uh, the, 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 the Buddhist texts, you know, um, the Quran. We talk about all these different books, man. We are the living book. This is the living book. This is the living word. We are living word, right? And... Um, I don't even remember why I'm talking about this right now. That's just where I'm at. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, I, uh, oh, yes, you talked yeah. about how, uh, it's easy to do. Yes. Right. And so the world sells us this lie. It sells us this illusion that, oh yeah, you know what? You're so fucked up. You need all this shit. You need all these books. You need all this therapy. You need all these workout programs. You need all this diet. And I mean, there's a nugget of truth in that, which is why they sell it to us. Mm -hmm. Because most of us have been very irresponsible with the way we've treated our temple. And now we do need special diets and special exercise programs. And maybe we do need to read some books, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe we do need therapy, right? But here's the thing. My goodness, is that such a, a market 
right? And oh, you, yeah. you can read Huge. books till you're blue in the face, all right? This is what I love. Buddha said this. Jesus said this, all right? You know, I, I, I studied a lot of fun things, um, one of them uh, being some esoteric kind of worlds. When I was uh, at university, I, I went to Westchester University. I, was, I studied philosophy of religious studies. I, I love okay. comparative religion. Um, I've always been uh, attracted. I'm a Sagittarius. I love uh, just exploring um, wisdom and what this is. What this is. Yeah. Um, and Jesus and Buddha... They both said something wildly different than what not only the world says, but also some of these like deep esoteric studies say, you know, like, oh, we need to learn the, the ten sephiroth on the, the tree of Kabbalah. And, you know, we got to learn the, the, uh, the, the progress of the tarot deck. And, you know, we need to go through uh, whatever these unprogramming experiences are. And Jesus and Buddha said, man, fuck, just do it right now. It's a switch. Just if you already realize that you're shitty, so just stop it. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> Just, yeah, stop, stop what you're doing right now. Just Buddha, slow it down. Yeah, Buddha talks about it as waking up. Yeah, you know, waking up is you just wake up. Right, like you, you slept. All right, now open your eyes and ta-da, get out of bed, fucker. Right, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus talks about it <clears throat> as being reborn. Right, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because. And this is going to lead me right back to the mace. And this is also going to lead me kind of the main philosophy of Sleepy Monkey, right? Jesus talks about it as being reborn, all right? Even, you know, I'm talking about all these people who make it complicated. Even the Christians make it real complicated. Oh, you got to repent and you're such a sinner and you got to go to this building every Sunday with no windows, with people that pretend to care about you. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we get lucky and do find people that care about us in those circles. But the moment usually you're not a part of the group, you're not a part of the group kind of thing, you know, and uh, and they put all of this this, uh, you know, uh, oh, your reward is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's when you die, right? That's yeah. later. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said the kingdom of God is before you, here, now. He said for those who have eyes to hear, eyes to hear. <laughs> That'd be awesome and weird. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, yeah. the kingdom of God is before you. And then guess what? Not only did he tell us where it is, which is here right now a present reality mm -hmm. he also told us how to enter into it it's not complicated he said the way into the kingdom of god is through the heart of a child done here we are adults making everything so damn complicated and trying to charge a lot of money to make it even more complicated right and all we want to do is uncomplicate ourselves you know <laughs> and jesus like dude you ever watch a kid? Yeah. Right? Not only do they move perfectly, they play. Yep. Right? And they love. They don't judge each other. They don't judge each right. other. They don't judge each other until we teach them how to judge each That's other. That's right. And, you know, the gen this is what I love about all of the, uh, the great mythologies and when i say mythology i don't mean something that's that's not uh, uh that's a lie like people confuse the word myth for something that's a lie 
right? Yeah. Uh, a, a myth is a, a mythology is a story that contains profound truth, right? Right. And truth is different from fact. Okay. Every fact must be true, but for but something doesn't have to be factual to be true. Okay. It has to be true to be a fact, but it doesn't have to be a fact to be true. And this is why artists use lies to tell the truth. And politicians spin the truth to tell us lies, right? Right. Um, you know, we look. Oh yeah, the the so all of these these great mythologies, they're ever present, right? We can look at them as it's something that happened historically a long time ago, right? I, I kind of read it and I'm like, holy shit, this is about my life, the whole thing, the whole thing. This is this is my life. And I look around and I'm like, this is everybody's life, right? You know, starting all the way back in Genesis, born into the garden, right? Born into the garden. No idea of difference between me and anything else or us and them, right? And you just run around naked having a great time. You know, it's beautiful. But at some point in time, we eat from that tree. We learn the difference between good and evil, right? We learn dichotomy, yeah. duality, you and me, us and them good and bad black and white right? right we learn it the difference between good and eagle and eagle good and evil and then we become ashamed right because we realize holy shit that that different exists difference exists inside of me yeah i've been that i've been that yeah that bad thing same or, yeah. yeah right right holy shit man and we we all have too mm -hmm. man we're wretched we're also beautiful right we don't have to stay wretched but goodness gracious, do we have the capacity to be wretched? Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, this is where the fall, you know, people talk about it, they say the fall of man. What it is is, is, is when it's, it's our lies. We go from being kids to adults. We leave the garden. We become ashamed of ourselves. So we get kicked out, right? And now we're in the world of adulthood. We're in the world of work. Right. And he even says that in the bus. Says, you know, Adam and Eve went out and now they had to work. <laughs> and now this is interesting. It says now that the snake and, you know, man will crush the head of the snake with his heel and the snake will strike the heel of, of man with his, his venom. So now we're in the world of combat, enemies, us, us first nature. Right. Right. And we've separated ourselves from nature, from the garden. Right. And, and it does. It says that God put two cherubim at the gate to guard from them getting back in. And cherubim are like some crazy ass, scary motherfucking looking creatures, right? Jesus says, yo, man, the way in to back into the garden is through the heart of a child, right? Recess. Recess, baby. Yeah. Let's play. Let's play. Stop Let's being so play. serious. Stop being so. We can be sincere yeah. without being serious, right? And so this is where being reborn comes into play you know and 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 you know I, and not even taken into like connotations like the spiritual part about it but just like being reborn with a kind of like okay how did i see life when i was a kid remember remember that right and do it we're all still kids inside just just in bigger bodies yeah right yeah and now we're in this illusory world where they've convinced us that we have to do all this bullshit that we don't really want to do right but we think we have to mm -hmm. because we've bought the lie, right? Mm. And, uh, and that even means like, oh, we're supposed to be shitty. I'm supposed to overdrink, you know? I'm supposed to ghost people. 
that's that's what isn't that just normal, right? <laughs> that's what people do. What what is <laughs> what is ghosting people? Oh, ghosting. Ghosting. The text message phenomenon of ghosting and I'm guilty of it, right? Ghosting is when uh like uh someone texts you and you just don't text them back. Oh, <laughs> because you don't got to. Right. There's really right. no accountability. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> so you just ghost or maybe you hang out with a girl. Right. Or she hangs out. Or a girl hangs out with a guy. Right. And it's like, ah, yeah, you know, what? I'm not feeling it. And so there's just zero communication afterwards. Boop. Yeah. Right. Ghost. Right. People. I mean, we do this with our, and it's hard, man. We live in a day and age where, God, we're just so inundated with information that it's hard to stay relational. Right. But that, yeah, that's ghosting. Right. Yeah. And we, we just accept it. Right. You know, uh, in ourselves. Right. I don't mind so much when I get ghosted. What fucks with me is when I catch myself ghosting people. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I'm doing it. <laughs> you know? So what do you do? Easy. Do you do you fix it right there? You, you send them a message or? I try. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. Because so, I'm I'm still just as fucked up as everyone else. That, there you go. Yeah, and you're accepting it. I am. I yeah. want to be better. I'm not, yeah. Let me rephrase that. It's not that I want to be better. I am better, and I know I can be better. Yeah. Right. When I allow myself to be better, right. I only am shitty when I give myself the allowance right. to be shitty. Yeah. And I don't keep my own discipline to be. You know, because sometimes being a good person does require doing things we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a a video I saw. It's like a short little play. It was on Instagram. A guy drives up in a car, and he starts blowing his nose and throwing tissues out onto the street, and, and he's throwing water bottles out. And here comes a guy with a dustpan and a broom. He starts sweeping it up. And the guy just keeps throwing the shit out the window, and the guy keeps sweeping it. So some other guy comes in. He's pissed. Comes up, picks up all the garbage, throws it into the car. The guy inside the car is... Hey, what are you doing? Tries to get out. That guy kicks the door shut on um, like three times and walks away. And it was it was like a, a little play to teach us something. It's so badass. At some point, like first of all, who do you identify with? Who do I? I would identify with the dude kicking the door. Right, that we, shit pisses me off. We all do. But how come we don't identify with the guy throwing his stuff out the window? How come we don't identify with the guy sweeping up? Amen. Well, the guy sweeping up, I'd at, be like, dude, you're an idiot, man. Well, at any given moment. We're one of those he's people. Not. Exactly. You're so right. We're either throwing our shit out where we shouldn't be, and then at some other point, we're like, well, who did this? Let yeah. me just clean it up. And then we're the indignant superhero coming in like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop throwing us. We have to really- Morally superior. Yes. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're that character. We're yeah. one of those characters. And the whole point is um, to accept it. Like, we're you're not going to change that about Amen. us. So now, we understand that about each other. Now we have empathy toward each other. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I understand why you're throwing this shit out the window. Grace. Yeah. Grace. Maybe I don't have to kick the door shut in your face, but I might still throw the thing in the window. In your car window, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I could sweep up a little bit, but at some point I'm going on my lunch break and it's just going <laughs> to pile up out here, you know? But a little empathy, right? Yeah. And we start working together, knowing yeah. our strengths and our weaknesses. Amen. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. You know, what's interesting is what you just described is the very definition of sin. Right. People get that word big, big, big time confused. Okay, the word sin is a Greek word that comes directly from archery. All right. And so what every time when you're in a competition, an archery competition and you don't hit the bullseye. That counts on your score as a sin. Okay. Okay. So it's not even that you missed. It's that you missed the bullseye. 
you might have hit the target, but you didn't get the bullseye, right? And so to sin is to miss the bullseye. It's to miss what you're aiming at. To miss right? excellence. Yes. Which... And, he, and you know, the, the thing is, is that what's beautiful about it being kind of an archery thing is, well, shit, man, what if you don't hit the target at all? Yeah. And you accidentally fire into the crowd. Well, now your sin becomes somebody else's very serious problem. Mm. And your sin just damaged or worse somebody else. Right. And, 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 if, and if that sin damaged that person, well, think about all the people that loved that person. So now your sin has affected. You're missing the bullseye. Wow. Has gone on to not only say fucking shoot somebody in the heart and kill them, but now all of the people that loved that person are affected in some way or the yeah. other, right? And goodness gracious, has this taken me so the majority of my life to really figure out, right? That the the actions that we take, and this is this is karma. This is this is you know the idea of karma, cause and effect, cause and effect. Everything we do, whether it be swinging around a heavy stick. Whether it be putting a passive-aggressive hashtag underneath our cool mace video, <laughs> whether it be—I uh, think I know what that hashtag is. <laughs> there's a few of them out there, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. But whether it be a word we say to somebody, right? An action, man. I, I know in my life, dude. I've I've treated people at times. Uh, as disposable, mm. you know, just disposable people, you know, and uh, it took me so long to really, really understand the effect that my actions had on other people's lives. And this wasn't some trivial matter. This wasn't a small thing, right? And not just one person, but like multiple people's lives, multiple people's lives, you know, um, and that's that's heavy man that's heavy because we do we get kind of stuck in the me 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 mm. and and this will bring us back to mace because this is i think this has been my kind of I, I don't like to post too much because there's so many people out there posting good stuff and, and saying good things that it's like i don't have to you know, I'm not trying to clutter up the space, you know, unless I really feel like I have something valuable to add to the conversation. Um, and, you know, I think that for me, especially over the past couple months, as we've seen some of the infighting, um, has been to remind us all. We all need reminding, right? We all need reminding why we're doing what we're doing, that it's not about me. It's not about us. Right. We have our me time, mm -hmm. you know. But this, this is this is about how just swinging a heavy stick might dramatically change a person's life beyond anything that we could comprehend. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. it could be life and death to somebody. Yes, that's the magic behind all this. It's the simplicity of it, and it's probably very befuddling to a lot of people initially when yeah. you try to explain that like th that piece of metal with the ball the, shaped like a lollipop whatever that's going to 
transform my life. That's going to change my perspective of the world. Yeah. It's very hard to grasp yeah. that. But again, we've talked about how we like to overcomplicate things. Yes. Right? Well, we have computers and we have all these great things and we ha- we could we could aim a telescope into the heavens and we could see nebulas and stars and we could study black holes and black matter and we can make it very complicated oh yeah well has that changed your perspective of reality has that maybe not probably not in fact it's maybe clouded it even more sure so the simple mace yes laying up against the wall yes by your window that's right with all your other maces that's right one of those is the thing that could shape shift your your mind that's right, right here and right now amen so simple yes yet so far away we all loved to play with sticks when we were kids man oh yeah you know and that's the thing it's a heavy fucking stick no you know now we listen we know that it's so much more but it's also nothing more you know it, when we were kids we would we would have sword fights with sticks that's right so it, it's so funny i remembered this one branch or whatever the hell it was it was actually more like a mace it yeah. it was curved like a samurai sword but it had like a knot on the end on the end and that fucker wouldn't break and my friends hated that stick because i would kick their ass with it all the time and i never thought about it then one day i'm swinging the mace and i'm like remember that fucker i used to swing that thing around that was like my first mace dude that's beautiful that's beautiful. Yeah, it, it was took great. you right. It took you back to the spot, right? Yes. It took you back to the heart of a child. Yes. It took you back to being in the garden. Right. And that's just it, man. That's exactly. It. That's the beauty of this, right? We can, it, you know, yeah. We got to learn how to do it, right? It's a, it, and it's important to learn how to do it. Yes, definitely. Because Worth you know, it. we've all we've all hurt ourselves, and that's the beauty of it. Now we get to help others learn how to do this without hurting themselves. Um, Dude, you put a heavy stick in someone's hands and immediately their imagination yes. gets lit up. Right. You know? And uh, I like to say there's only two two boundaries here. And that's good form and your imagination. Yeah. You know? This is this is just a stick. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah. Right? That's up to you. Right? Uh, when I got my first mace, there were two videos on YouTube. There was uh, Rick Brown's video on swinging for time, and then there was a video by Aubrey Marcus from On It mm-hmm. called "The Warrior Maker Routine." Yeah. Excellent routine. His form is absolutely terrible <laughs> in the video. <laughs> it's beautiful, uh, but the exercises mm-hmm. are brilliant. And there's this one in particular called Grave Diggers. It's an exercise that does yeah. not get enough attention. Wow. Right? I did that fucking exercise, Fred almost just that exercise for like two years that is the exercise that really in my opinion and then incorporating 360s and stuff uh helped uh condition and train my body nice fucking shoveling imaginary dirt yeah right and that's it it's a shovel that mace is a shovel that mace is a baseball bat sledgehammer that mace is a sledgehammer exactly it's it's anything that you want it to be it's even a golf club i saw somebody knocking people recently for uh for trying to give it like a golf swing i didn't understand i was like why why would that why would that not make sense to you right this is all torque based stuff yeah right so anything that involves torque the mace is going to translate to and i and i 
want to highlight that because that's it with the mace. The mace is unique for each one of us. But one thing that is absolutely true is there's not a single coach out there who's since very proficient with the mace that does not ha already have some sort of background in a physical activity. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And the reason I highlight that is for all the folks out there listening who want to get involved in the mace, it's a beautiful thing. Make sure that if you are involved in a physical activity, when you get that mace, you take everything you learned, everything you know, all of your form, and apply that to the mace. And if you haven't been part of physical activity, well, then you need to learn some form. You need to learn the form first. Right. Otherwise, you're going to fuck yourself up. Yeah. Because the mace is going to hurt you. So you need to find somebody. Yes. Coach. Yes. You might be able to learn with some videos, but I don't. It's not. We need corrections. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, that was the beautiful part about work. Even you know, even if it's finding a buddy to get a mace to, right? And right. so that you guys can watch each other. Yeah. And and look where your lines are off. You know, even something like that helps. Yeah. You know, um, when I got my first mace, there weren't any coaches around. Uh, now it's beautiful. The area I'm in, I'm in Westchester. I'm, I'm right outside of Westchester, Pennsylvania, a little town called Thornton. And um, I am very blessed and lucky. I want to give a shout out to these guys uh, right in Westchester. For all you Westchester folks, right, at Gage Strength Training, they have two of the best mace movers in the country. Really? All right. Chris Heskett and Nick Averona. All right. Nick Abs on Instagram. Right, he just recently started calling himself uh, Silverback oh. uh, Steel Mace. Okay, okay, I'm following him. Yep. Uh, Nick is. I uh, didn't even know they were in Pennsylvania. Yeah, West so they're in your neck of woods, dude. They're right ten there. minutes from me. Okay, and I'll tell you what, those dudes are so impressive. Um, Nick has had the opportunity. I mean, he's. Let me rephrase that. He's made the opportunity for himself to go study, and that's important. We got to make shit happen. It doesn't just happen. That's right. Nick has got himself. He's he's gone through on it programs. He's spent a lot of time with Leo. Uh, he's certified in animal flow. Dude knows his form. Dude cares a lot about people. He's got a huge heart. He has his own healing experience with a shoulder injury and a back injury with the mace, and uh, he is very proficient in steel mace flow. Uh, and I, I, I don't really teach steel mace flow. I teach monkey mace, which is my, the way I learned the mace. Right. And it's, uh, how does that differ? It differs. It's, um, steel mace flow is Leo's choreography. Right. And Leo's choreography is incredible. So I, anyone who wants to learn steel mace flow and wants to learn that choreography, Nick Abs is your guy. Nick Averino, uh, in Westchester is your guy, gay strength training. Um, for monkey mace and monkey movement, it's a little more intuitive, mm -hmm. um, basic. Some of the exercises might seem real boring, but it's, uh, it's very meditative. And in my humble opinion, it's simply me passing along what I have to add, right? Yes. Um, I focus a lot on the relationship acts um, component of working with a mace, the push and the pull. Um, I don't focus as much on controlling that mace, right? Um, I do talk a lot about torquing down on the mace at times, but 
it's uh, for me the mace has been all about relationship and and having a, a weird relationship with this physical object um, that is a relationship. You know, there are times where it doesn't do what I want it to do, or or I'm not paying attention enough, and then it says. I mean, it's 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 very uh, loud when it wants attention and it w- and then it hits you yeah you know and you hit yourself you, I, both my knees make noises they never did before before i bash them in the knee myself in the knees you gotta stop doing it uh, right. <laughs> you only get so many that's right so many taps that's, that's right it. um but now when you find that the mace is mm-hmm. doing something that you don't want it to do yeah what's your mindset there how do what do you do next do I, you, I have to let it go and move with the mace okay you right. don't give up though no you don't say all right, I'm stopping right here. No, you that's it. how you get hurt. Yeah, okay. Right, because that's just it. Yeah. The moment the mace is doing something that's out of our control, if we try to enforce our control in that moment, mm-hmm. it's already lost. Yeah. And 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 goodness gracious, is that not relationships with people? Yes. Right. Right. But in that moment, if we move not with um if we move not with uh force and control but instead we move with a controlled grace that has room to move right has room to yield then that uncontrolled movement with the mace all of a sudden becomes a beautiful interaction like a dance Mm -hmm. and we move with the mace and we go where the mace wants us to go now instead of us instead of the mace going where we wanted it to go so you're not really laying out a roadmap in your mind of where you're going with it initially you're just you're starting your first swing your first motion your first movement maybe a lunge or something yes and then it just takes off from there that's right yeah now how do you teach that to people I, i i don't i don't teach people how to flow because we all have the ability to flow, right? Okay. And so what I love about Steel Mace Flow is it's, it's beautiful choreography with mm-hmm. the mace, right? right. And so we can all learn that and then we can, all, we can all do that. And Leo has done a fantastic job of, um, uh, of calculating and, 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 and really laying out a foundation of how to learn this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, for myself and for what I share with my students, I don't teach them how to flow. I teach them how to do things with the mace. Okay. Right? I teach them how to do climbers. I teach them how to find their center, how to zero out. We do ballistic curls, right? We, we do, um, you know, lateral curls or archer, right? Yeah. Um, I love E6 uh, steel mace primer. Um, if I mean, and, and let me tell everybody out there, listen, study with Leo. Study with E6. I can't wait for the day that I meet Rick Brown. Yeah. I can't wait to experience what he has to share. I mean, he's yeah. just such a uh, a beautiful person. I have had the blessing of talking with him on the phone, and it's like, you know, it's kind of like the way your spirit and your videos and your podcast just really comes across, man. And, you know, you've had the blessing of, of, of conversing with Rick Brown, and the podcast you did with him was great. Um, his love of the maze just really comes through, man. And so, you know, I say that because for all of us who are aspiring to share this with other people now, it's like, listen, it doesn't matter. L- learn from the greats. And, you know, they are all great. Yeah. Leo's great. And also, uh, you, 
have you picked up anything from or followed anything from New Breed, the guys in New Jersey here? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, so they're great. I heard you talk about it in uh, the podcast that you did, your very first one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna get them on the podcast. I actually see they're in New Jersey here. Yeah, it's a little bit of a drive with the traffic, everything. It's been a couple of times where I had to actually ditch and go back home because the traffic was too bad. But it, they they don't do 360s, they don't do tens and twos, and they don't do flow. And um, Rick Brown did visit them, and they did like a double cert that that time. Yeah. And they have their own unique little thing, and it's based out of like uh, fighting type stuff. Yeah. And the, and the guy up there, uh, his name is Daniel. Um, he he told me he was kind of like leaving the industry, fitness industry, but when mm -hmm. the mace came across, he's he was back in because he saw that he could uh, this could be good for athletes and fighters. Yeah. Big time. So there's a whole other aspect. Big time, absolutely. And you could you could you get a like a cert online video from them, which I did that. That was the first cert I got, and I loved it. And in fact, I'm gonna go back and re, re, go through that video again, again. and refresh myself because yeah. I've been doing a lot of flow stuff lately. Yeah, uh, you know it, that the flow stuff is so fun, man. Oh, it's it's yeah. you know you're you get addicted to it's it. It's fun and. Um, you know, I, I, I do I, I recommend people always start with the basics and then experiment, you know, because yeah. it's like it's really valuable to learn, um, especially like some of these foundational, uh, fundamental ways of uh, activating our bodies. You know, ESIC focuses a lot on that. And then, um, you know, really learning. Uh, how to swing for time and the proper shoulder mobility and discovering holy shit you can swing a lot heavier than you ever really thought you did when you're doing it right yeah and you're activating right. and recruiting the proper muscles right yeah. uh and then you get leo's system and leo's like dude this is how you just fucking have fun with this now and the thing about this is what i love about steel mace flow even though admittedly i'm not like a huge smf guy mm -hmm. right i love it I don't teach it simply because I only teach what I'm excellent at, right? That's my responsibility as yeah. a coach, to only pass along what I'm excellent at. at. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm still learning Leo's system myself. Um, yeah, I have the cert. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm going to bring this up too. Certs are great. They don't mean anything until you're actually fucking proficient. Yeah. Right? I've got that cert, but guess what? I'm not proficient in Leo's system yet. I'm still learning. Yeah. And and I loved when in the beginning you said you're an eternal student, right? We all have to remember we're eternal students and just because we have a piece of paper that doesn't that don't mean shit. Yeah. Right? No. Nah. That's all for the ego. That's that's to show other people, oh look what I did, yeah. right? And in that's a way it. it gives people Well, it gives an you a idea, little credibility, credibility that you went the effort to try to, to learn try and do it. Yeah. Yes. But once you get that piece of paper, okay, cool. You took a six over. to eight hour class, right? Yeah. Now you got to learn that shit yeah. and learn it well. Yeah. Because now you want to well. be a teacher. Yeah. And I, I'm humbled every time I get up in front of a group. Right. You know, I, I make mistakes. Sure. And I, and I say, wow, simple mis mistake there. I could have done this a little bit better, but mm -hmm. I know for next time. Yes. You know, and, and that's, that's why you have to always be a student because always. you'll miss those things. Always. Because your ego will just be, well, I'm not a student anymore. I'm a teacher. Yeah. So yeah. they should have. They should have been able to follow. We were just talking about this. I, I mentioned I had Ben Walker on the podcast. Awesome dude. And Awesome dude. We, we talked about the same thing. It's hard to teach the mace. It's difficult. There's a lot of stuff going on, and you have to get in the mind of your student, right? Yeah, see, that's where I 
I don't think it's hard to teach the mace. No? But because I'm just teaching them how to safely play with a stick. <laughs> and that might seem confu- you know, a little difficult, but when it's in action, right? And what I like to do, I, I did post up a video um, of this. I like to have, like, for instance, 360s. I've heard so much. Oh, it's hard to teach 360s. It's hard to teach 360s. No, it's not. It's not hard to teach 360s. You know, it's about proprioception, mm-hmm. right? And proprioception, um, for those who aren't familiar with the term, proprioception is our, our, our ability to be aware of our own s- space here in this time, right? right. And, um, and so the mace is becoming part of you when you're holding it, right? This, it's is, an how extension you, this, this is how I teach 360s, right? It's an extension of you, right? And so we got to get comfortable with really getting comfortable with it and touching the mace, right? It's going to sound a little erotic. <laughs> but touching the mace, getting close with the Let's mace. Let's turn the lights down a little bit here. Intimate with the mace, right? Um, I, <laughs> I, I have many times fallen asleep with my mace in my hands. Okay. Like for the night, All right? right. <laughs> um that's how much I love hanging out with my mace. Yeah. And I bring that up because there is this proprioceptive quality that happens the more you play with a mace to where it really becomes part of you, right? And so, you know, I have my students, you know, I love Leo's top hand points, yeah. right? Little landmark. Right. You know? uh, I have them rest that mace right on their shoulder, okay? And then I just have them pick their arms up, right? The mace never leaves your body. Mm-hmm. It's touching you the whole time for this. Once you're up, you just get and let those elbows drop, right? Nice and easy. And now we're just going to bring up a nice tricep extension. And now we're just going to, just like a lever, pull it right over our other shoulder. Yeah. And that is the initial 360 that I have my students do over and over and over again. Nice. So it's contact 360s. The mace is actually physically touching them the entire time. Right. And here's what happens, Fred. They get this. Now, when I say 10 and 2, it means something. When I talk about the pocket, it means yes, something right. because they have spent some time propriocepting these nerve endings with where they should be, right? And we always come back to our center. Mm-hmm. Our center, there is a, we have a physical center. It's about two, three fingers beneath our belly button, right? The Taoists and the Chinese call it Dun Tian. The, uh, the yogis call it uh, like your root chakra or the kundalini. That's where your kundalini serpent <laughs> sleeps. <laughs> Sexy. Um, and if you look on a Western anatomy chart on a, of a skeleton, there's a little black dot right there with a line that says center of gravity. Mm. Okay. So our center is about three fingers below our belly button. And that's Dantian. Now, in Tai Chi, uh, the Taoist belief, the Taoist perspective, is that is where we gather all of our solar energy. That's why powerful men have big bellies, yeah. right? And, um, and so that is our center of gravity, and that's where our hands, that's where they start. Mm. That's where they end, right? That's where they end. And now we got, that's 6 o'clock. That's our 6 o'clock. So we got 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock, right? 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, right? Now it's easy. Now it's easy because now it's, it's, it's made simple. 
It's made simple. I love, you know, listening to, uh, I really do. I really appreciated Isak's uh, 360 instruction. Um, he, he does that shit slow. He's talking about full neurological activation almost the entire way through. It's impressive, right? And then you got Leo. Leo is uh, very in control of that mace, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's impressive, right. man. Um, for my guys and gals and for the way I like to work with the mace, right, we're not trying to be in – oh, my goodness. Well, phone going off my bad guys. Um <laughs> We're not trying to be in control the whole time, right? So we're proprioceptive. We're learning this analogy of just ways to kind of envision ourselves. And now we're learning when we're in control and when we're not in control, right? So we're working with physics, right? This is a battle of powers and principalities, right? So we're learning to work with physics. We're learning to work with tools, right? And so as that mace comes over our shoulder, ah, guys, we don't got to do much. Physics is going to do the rest. We just have to learn to be graceful and sensitive to know when the right time to work with that physics swing is. Right. So it's fun. It's fun. And that's why nerds can do it. Right. Because we can make it mathematical. That's why we can make it monkeyish like kids. That's why we can make it warrior like, you yeah. know, it's, um, rock stars could do it. Absolutely, man. I've seen some old fucking people doing this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really believe in making things simple. Right. And, and because it's it's great to be complicated and work on the nuance. But we have to remember that we're not all athletic, right? We don't all have a background in exercise or martial arts. And, you know, that can be really, really intimidating for people. And so I get the blessing of working with people who otherwise would be maybe intimidated to walk into a gym. And, yes. and, right. and pick up a mace or yeah. even anything else, right? I get to work with people who struggle with, you know, issues. I, I got, man, I mean, I have one student. He's, he's so great. He's so inspiring. He has um, uh, a neurological condition where he, and, and it's slipping my mind right now, um, but he has a neurological condition where sometimes his brain just makes his body do weird things, like have a seizure. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. It's just his brain decides to do it. Right. Sometimes he collapses. This dude is there every class, man. He's even collapsed in class. Right. He's collapsed. Right. And it's amazing just to watch him fight, to watch him discover his strength. He's he's fucking my most impressive student. Right. Right. It's amazing. Um, and so he because of his condition, he's not going to go to the gym. He's want people to end up calling 911 and getting him an ambulance. He doesn't need that. Right. He just needs to let this happen for a couple minutes. So we're out back in the field. We get him in the shade, you know, and sit down. We meditate. We calm ourselves. We do some breathing techniques. Man, fucking 10 minutes later, he's back up. Back. Back up, man. Unrelenting. Unrelenting, yeah. right? So it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful to take away some of the uh, the... I guess the like the flash and the and the intimidation now that as a byproduct of of us all really loving and becoming passionate about this, right. you know, it, yeah, yeah, um, it it's kind of an unintended consequence sometimes, yeah. especially with social media. Right. And I'll tell you what, man, I've had people 
people contact me and send me stuff of them doing things that they've obviously had zero instruction on before. And it's like, holy shit, stop doing that right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, man. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The mace. I I tell you, you know, you're very – I could see you're a very good teacher. Anybody would be lucky to – have you as a mace coach you know oh, yeah, yeah the way you explain things and the way you're you're tapped in spiritually and 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 you know you have the passion for it and everything like that i mean it's it's fantastic i i i applaud you and and yeah uh, i think you know one one day is i'm gonna have to come out yeah, take man. the journey yeah dude like you did to come down here and talk to me today i want to come out and do some some monkey mace beautiful man yeah that would be really awesome yeah so we only got like 15 minutes left sure so you brought a pile of mangoes here i, I did bring a pile I, of mangoes i got it i got to hear about the mangoes i did read a, a post about yes. what's up with the mangoes but i want to get more into this mangoes are my favorite fruit what's going on with the mangoes so you know i mentioned that i struggle with some health issues. One of them is an inflammatory condition called psoriatic arthritis, okay? Now, we forget that medicine is not just something we get in little tiny pills at the CVS, right? We forget that there we are surrounded by medicine, right? And what kind of impassioned me recently to start talking a little bit more about mangoes is because medical cannabis is getting so popular, right? And listen, I love weed. Weed saved my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't because of weed. I would have checked out a long time ago, man, when I was fucking so skinny. Um, And that was because I I was malnourished and mentally unhealthy. Weed is awesome. Now, weed gets talked about a lot. It's great, but there's some things getting lost in the mix, right? And so weed contains a very special uh, terpene called myrcene, right? And myrcene, what it does is it helps the THC break through the blood-brain barrier, Mm. okay? So uh, it's kind of like a delivery mechanism for the THC, right? But here's the really interesting thing about myrcene. Myrcene is also an anti-inflammatory in and of itself, and it's also an analgesic, so it's a painkiller, okay? Myrcene is a painkiller. Now, that's great because weed's awesome, but terpenes are not just in weed, okay? These are not things that we only find in weed. In fact, mangoes, have a much higher, one of the highest concentrations of myrcene, okay? So not only if you're looking for a good time should you eat a mango before you smoke or vape. In Pennsylvania, it's still legal to actually smoke, uh, even medically, but we're allowed to vape it or cook with it or ingest it. Um, but, uh, you know, so, <clears throat> you know, of course, we never smoke. But... Uh, <laughs> If you eat a mango beforehand, it will help the THC break through the blood-brain barrier. You will have a better experience. Um, You will need to use less of your flour, right? So your medicine, especially if you're using it as medicine, will last longer. But the best part about it is, is man, you don't even need to smoke weed if you're looking for for aid. I eat at least a mango every day. I can't tell you enough that, that, I mean, it's just anecdotal, but it's made a difference. Yeah. 
It's made a difference. I feel a difference in the way I feel. Is it um, less pain or less stiffness, or is it both? Both. Really? Both. Both. I mean, when I have, when it, the flare ups can be absolutely um, incapacitating, right? And waking up in the morning almost every day is like waking up like the Tin Man. My boy. These make a difference. You go right for the mango. I eat a mango for breakfast. Yeah. And my oats. Eat your oats. Well, that sounds good. Mango and oats, man. man. (laughs) Mixed with, uh, you know, some of that weight gainer. (laughs) Yeah, the protein powder. and That's right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so mangoes are a really fantastic example of how we have medicine all around us, and some of it tastes like candy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Some of it is delicious. And by all means, weed is great medicine. Use it, right? But it's not the only medicine, right? It's not the only medicine out there. Uh, There are foods and herbs that can have dramatic effects on the way we live our lives, especially those of us who are struggling with some shit. Each mangoes, folks. That's and I brought enough for all of us here, so we can eat some mangoes after this. Yeah, everybody's getting hungry here, right? And I made sure they were ripe. You can pick a ripe mango because it's a little squishy. Yeah, y'all know what's up. So you hear that, everybody? You got to look for the squish. A little bit of squish. Yeah, man. A little bit of squish. We all know a little bit of squish is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a highlight. But, uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. Anything you want to touch on in our... Uh, last several minutes aside from the mangoes no i i gotta tell you i'm really excited to uh get over to the gym and grab our maces and everything not trying to rush the process but i am excited it's gonna be Um, fun but you know how how do uh people get in touch with you is is instagram instagram instagram's the best way yeah Uh, sleepy monkey man um, and that's, you know, we'll, we'll save that for another podcast, the whole story on how that came about. I, w- I was going to uh, ask that. But right. It is an interesting story. Yeah. Um, and there were psychedelics involved. So, uh, <laughs> which you'll notice is a fairly common theme in the Mace community. Yeah. Um, which is another really interesting um, point, uh, how archetypal a lot of this is. And I mentioned that in the beginning with the Mace, how, you know, we see it in mythology all over the world um carl jung one of our you know fathers of psychiatry talked a lot about the human unconscious um the collective unconscious and he talked about these things called archetypes that emerge um in our unconscious these symbols that are ancient right that mean Mm -hmm. deep things to us as a people and that seem to transcend boundaries of language boundaries of tribe um, and boundaries of location. And the mace seems to be one of those archetypal images that is emerging in our world. Uh, almost like, you know, the old gods are coming back or something like that. You know what I mean? But a lot of us in the mace community have had some really interesting experiences with psychedelics that have had profound impacts not only on our perception of reality, but how we use the mace and how we move with the mace. Mm. Um, And all I'll say about my own experience outside of what I just said is that I did have a, I, I had a few experiences, but one very profound experience where 
some in that space in that place where where I was not I was here but I was somewhere else at the same time um, I learned things with the mace patterns of movement that I did not know before really right? and whether it's uh, you know every animal in the world is born with instincts so what maybe it's a, it was like a key to a closed door of instinctual movement maybe that we all have right our myofascia and look into that folks look into your myofascia you know for coaches out there if you aren't already working with the myofascia if you aren't already studying uh, anatomy and the myofascial trains well that's where you need to do tomorrow or when you're done listening to this um, there's a great book great text um, I know uh, I know it's made a big impact for Steel Mace Gypsy as well, this uh, particular text. It's called Anatomy Trains by uh, Thomas Myers. Uh, it's all about the myofascial systems, which is a layer of connective tissue uh, that has an incredible uh, role in our movement that we just forget about. Um, but it is how we can generate amazing amounts of force. Right. And... It could be that these experiences, these psychedelic plants, because they are, are, you know, we're eating mushrooms and, you know, it's not like we're doing something synthetic or crazy, right? So it could be that, that this medicine unlocked some form of instinctual primal movement that's in all of us, just like the salmon that swim upstream. Or it could be a little more far out, right? It could be that there's some, something more powerful, Right or uh, you know less understood is a better way of saying it. Right, right? Uh, that is passing along some of these uh, awakening uh, patterns. And that's that's a good way of just kind of awakening patterns. You know, it's, it's uh, and so yeah. There's a little ramble about that. <laughs> that well, you know the uh, what we understand about consciousness is really just oh, a, yeah. a pinhead where we don't right? understand yeah, right yeah. yeah what we don't understand <laughs> right it, it's it's unbelievable so you know whatever you say man i mean you know, <laughs> i'll go with it because whatever they're telling us about it you know there's it's, still so much more to know there is and I, you know and that's just it i'm mm -hmm. uh i'm just as much an explorer as the rest of us yeah right i it, uh, i don't have any answers I just uh, have experienced some things that seem to make sense right. to me. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, this is this is such a wonderful mystery to explore. Yeah, just, it's a cool topic. It I mean, is. Man. It, it's it's you know like people have their perceptions, and they're not necessarily correct. You know. Yeah. And we don't know. Like I think I perceive the world, and I think you perceive it like me. Amen. Yes. Maybe you don't. You right. probably don't. None of right. us in this room perceive the world exactly the same. That's one of the problems. And that's also incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a trip in and of itself to think about. Yeah. Just stop right there and just yeah. digest that. Each yeah. one of us are alive. Having a, Each one of us are having this unique experience where everything revolves around us. Yes. Right? right. And it really does. Yeah. Because to you. To each one of us, we are the center of the universe. And, and, and it's not like, oh, I'm the center of the universe. It's like, no, literally, from your perspective, the universe is all around you. Yeah. So yeah. each and every one of us is this little point 
of light, right? This little point of experience in these vehicles of sensory experience where we're getting, you know, where all this information. But each one of us is this little point in the middle of everything. And so the universe revolves around all of us, not just collectively, but individually. And that is a wild thing, man. Yeah. And to think about all the shit that each one of us gone through in life. I mean, I know that my life, if, if I allow, I mean, I have been through some shit in my life. And I'm not saying that like, oh, I've been through some shit. I'm saying I've been through some shit. And because of that, it blows my mind to think about that there are people out there who have been through just as much and more and shit. More, yeah, yeah. Right? And so it's like anytime I find myself getting a little high and mighty, holy shit, that's what I love about my job. Being a corrective massage therapist, man, I get to work on some of the most inspirational and challenged people. Mm-hmm. And um, I am constantly humbled. I am constantly humbled. How long I, have you been doing that for? I've been doing this now for, uh, oh, since 2015. I was in automotive. I worked at a Ford dealership for 10 years. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I got laid off and I went to school for massage therapy. And uh, it's been a really amazing, beautiful path. And that was that it's during that time I found the mace. Um, I found the mace right after I graduated massage therapy school. That's interesting. Yeah. And um, for any massage therapist out there, the mace is the tool to use to condition yourself to be better at your job. You know, we should train hard so that work is easy. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, yes. train, that's yes. right. Train, train hard. So work is easy. Um, and massage therapy, the average turnover rates about three and a half years because it's so tough on the body. Um, because things like body mechanics and strength are important. Mm-hmm. And, um, the mace is the tool to condition a massage therapist to uh, be able to be good at their job. There you go. And I'm preaching that, you know, for the firefighters out there. Amen. First responders, same thing. Amen. Same thing. You know, bring your mace to work with you and uh, find a little corner, right? And then yeah. just, just start swinging it. Yeah. Prime the muscles. Get your body ready. Yeah. Instead of sitting down. Yeah. And letting your letting your hip flexors tighten up oh, and everything. Yeah. Now you gotta Now you got to be out there doing doing what you got to do and everything's stiff and tight instead go the other direction prime yourself get ready for battle you know if you don't need it great yeah that's a win yeah and you still got some exercise amen burned a few calories amen yeah yeah so now when you go crush the ice cream after dinner it's not such a bad thing i love ice cream (laughs) who does chocolate chip on a pretzel cone have you uh have you had the experience of coming home from a really difficult day and feeling absolutely dead to everything around you but instead of sitting your ass down and putting on the tv you just said fuck it and you picked up a mace and you just maybe did 25 360s on each side and now all of a sudden you're back yes you're 100% 100% back. You're back. Yeah. You're not more tired. It's weird, right? Right. And everybody talks about this. Yeah. And, and guys, you'll have to watch me on time because I'll just keep talking. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap up. You got four minutes. Four minutes. Clock. So, go. Everybody talks about this, right? Everybody talks about how what's wild is the mace doesn't feel like work, but it is work, mm. right? It's like it works you, but it's something different. It's like you feel good. You don't feel so sore. Mm. You might feel, oh, yeah, if I work that, work that. You know, you, listen, you do 50 archers on each side. You're going to be a little sore yeah. um, if you're doing them right. But, uh, you know, when we're doing 360s, it's like a massage. 
Yeah. You know, it's like you're just you're breaking and it's because we're breaking up all that myofascial adhesive tissue, right? That that I'll say this as quick as I can. The fascia, right? It it solidifies. It's this weird liquidy hydraulic substance that every night when we sleep and every time we're still, it solidifies and it forms these almost like spider web like fibrotic strands between our muscular tissues. Okay. And then what happens is every morning we wake up and we move. And then those tissues, those strands, they reliquify. It's a process called thixopatry, right? Now most of us don't do that though, right? We get up, we drink our coffee, we grumpily go to work because we got shit to do, right? The grind is real. And then we come home and it's dinner time. We're hungry. We're tired. Let's watch some Malcolm in the middle. And you know, before you know it, it's, it's, it's bedtime. Okay. But, um, so now we're building strands on top of strands. We're building adhesions on top of adhesions, all right? And that's how we get locked into these postures, right? We get locked into these funky postures that we hang out in all the time, right? And we become these turtles, okay? And then we wonder why life sucks. Well, maybe it's because, oh, God, that hurt, right? You're just doing it. It's like we're pinching our brain stem, right? We're literally, like, crucifying ourselves. You know, when you die on a cross, it's from suffocation, Right? Because your ribs are cutting into your lungs. That's how we all hang out and live our lives, man. We all live our lives if we're hanging on a fucking cross. Right? And now to breathe, it's effort. So the phone is the new the new crucifixion. Oh, brood. Dude, totally. This is crucifixion pose, y'all. But this is what's beautiful. We we go from the crucifixion pose where we're suffocating. We're not oxygenating our bloodstream. We're not oxygenating our brain. We're not thinking straight. We're drinking a bunch of shit, right? Meaning like high fructose corn syrup, which interrupts cognition, right? And we're not getting healthy fat, right? We're not getting right carbs. Everyone's trying to lose carbs. I'm like, dude, that's your fucking fuel. Um, <laughs> but it's like, now we go from this to retraining everything to now, I love this, ascension posture, yeah. right? Look at artwork, right? We go from this to this. This is the posture of ascension, right? Of ascension, open, shoulders back, arms facing the world. Wait, everybody's sitting up vulnerable. straighter right now, right? right? <laughs> and now we can fully fill our lungs. We can fully oxygenate our brain. And this is what I'll end with. This is the biggest thing. Shitty posture is protective. Yeah. We get hurt in life. Yeah. So we constantly hold these shitty postures to protect ourselves, to hide from the world, and to keep ourselves safe. And you know what? A lot of us have real good reason for that. In order to, we got to go back to that garden, the heart of a child, right? Fearless, vulnerable. And that's what this posture is. A good posture a confident posture is the most vulnerable posture we can be in. That's when you're easiest to kill, actually. Yeah. All your vulnerable organs are exposed. Everything is exposed. That's why hugs are so meaningful. We don't think about them much. But the reason hugs are so meaningful is because we are opening up our vulnerability to another person. Mm. Do this experiment with a dog. Next time you're around a dog, close yourself off, right? And just, just see what happens. Now turn around to that dog and open your arms and watch what happens, the way that dog responds. There you go. It's a wow, beautiful man. thing. Andrew, this is some great stuff. You know, you're, you're deep. You're intellectual. Uh, you're, I just, man, I'm just a fucking... <laughs> you're a little nerdy, right, with the, with the, with the information. I love dude, it, man. man. No, nah, man, you're great. You're great. Dude I, with a stick and a beard. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that part next. We're going to go start swinging that stick. So uh, 
I appreciate you coming down, man. Thanks for having me, bro. This Thanks was, for having me. This it's was really awesome. It's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be here with you guys, too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, um, you know, Fred, you're doing amazing things. This podcast Thank is you, amazing. Man. Your heart is so uh, in the right place. And, you know, as a member of the Steel, Mu- Steel Mace community, man, we are so blessed to have you as part of this community. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate that. And I just want to, you know, share my heart with, with all you guys. Amen. You're all, you're all some real genuine people and, uh, the positivity and everything is, is intoxicating. And, uh, I feel like we are limitless. We are free. And I think, uh, the world is going to be a better place. Amen. Amen, dude. So I appreciate it. Amen. Man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Chris, Nick, thank you guys. Mace unity. Uh, Steel Mace Nation recorded at a shared universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey, Jersey Shore. Thanks a lot, everybody. Tune in next time. Hope you enjoyed this one. Take care.